Who sometimes feels like someone's just come and draped the wet blanket over you? You've woken up, yeah? And it's like, why am I like this? I had a moment like that yesterday. I had a great, I had a really lovely day yesterday with the, with the boys and, you know, even then at the footy and then at home and then Mel was setting up for the women's night. I was on the way home and um, to, to work on the sermon and I thought, oh, I'm going to drop into a friend's place and I dropped there. Now, you've got to understand, tell me God doesn't love me. I get to his, to his home and there's over six kilos of mince with spices and peppers and he's making his own homemade sausages. Like, I was meant to be there, you know? Like, I think I was drawn there spiritually. And, and the wonder of, for those who've never made anything like that, the, one of the best parts, not, not, isn't so much five weeks later when that stuff's cured and you can eat it, it's the leftover mix, the leftover mince that won't fit into a skin because you fry that up with some olive oil and I was in heaven. I was, yeah, then I got home and I was spending some time at home with the boys and then Mel's like, what's wrong? I go, I don't know. She goes, you're going to work on your sermon? I don't feel like it. I know what I want to talk about, I just don't feel like it. She goes, well, what do you need to do? What do you need to do, Andrew, that will make you feel like it? <laughs> Some of you are laughing because you probably spent time with Mel over the tea because that's what she'll say to you. And you're like, I don't know, I really don't know. That's how I feel, I don't know. If I knew, I would have been talking to you. I don't know, I just feel like this. She goes, so what do you want to do? I go, I just want to lay down and close my eyes and sleep. She goes, okay then. I go, you know that's not a good answer. That's not going to work, is it? Who's going to preach tomorrow? She goes, well, what do you want? Oh, come on. Because <laughs> sometimes we just have moments. Yet the fullness of God is living inside of me, the power that raised Jesus from the dead. There's nothing wrong with my spiritual man. But there's this darkness, this thing that's deep within that seemed to have showed its ugly face. And for me, that's why we need inner healing. That's why God wants to get in. That's why he sent us the advocate, the comforter, the helper, to get into those places so he can bind the heart, so he can release yeah, and bring light to where the darkness is. So many of us, I think, have spoken wonderful words over our lives. I don't need that. We're okay. I'm good. I don't need to see anyone. They need to see someone. They're really messed up. I don't need to see anyone. My, my actions are normal. It's just who I am, okay? And then we have this struggle. Daddy just wants to see each and every one of us whole. Whole. Totally, completely 100% whole. You know, sometimes you can feel that if you, you were to admit what seems like an imperfection, that it's admitting that our faith isn't working, that God's not real. But that's not true. Not true at all. Yeah? We need a God. <laughs> Full stop. We need a Father. We need Him. We are clay vessels that are moulded by him, yeah, that need healing. I loved a, a thought that I heard recently, you know, when Jesus took the mud and he, and he spat and made mud and put it in the blind man's eyes and then asked him to go and wash so that he could see again. We're clay vessels. We're made from dirt. It was like Jesus was picking up what was missing 
out of the dirt just to, to form him again, you know? We need a God that says, okay, no worries, I can bind that, I can fix that, I can release that. What about a crown of beauty instead of ashes? You know, in those days, it was custom for people that were going through stuff, that were mourning, that were going through times of difficulty, they would actually go and sit on a pile of ashes. So I don't know, the, the ashes would have been cold, yeah? Just putting it out there. Otherwise, those bottoms would have been interesting. We had a fire out there, you know, and it's full of, was full of ash. It still is. But can you imagine, imagine sitting on a pile of ashes, especially after it's been raining? Oh, yuck. It's just yuck. It's just filth. It's dirty. And so we're mourning, so we're going to sit on that yucky stuff. That's what they used to do then. <laughs> you got a problem in your life? You know what? It would have been like yesterday. Mel, I don't feel like it today. I'll be out the back sitting on the ashes. You know, like, <laughs> Jazz, go away. Just leave me alone. I'm mourning, sitting on my ashes. Go. You know? Like it's, man, I'm so glad that we live this side of the cross. Yeah? I'm just so glad for that. It was totally dirty and disgusting. But the scripture says that he's going to take our difficult, disgusting, terrible, horrible situation, yeah? And he's going to give us, in its place, beauty. I mean, that's awesome. But here's the issue for you and me. We can't accept what he wants to give us unless we let go of what he wants to take. Yeah? I'm going to give you beauty for ashes. It's like an exchange. Here, Alan, I've got beauty for you. Give me your ashes. I don't have ashes. I'm good. I'm a Christian. I'm saved. Here we go. Luke, I've got beauty for your ashes. No, I'm all right, mate. I'm really good. <laughs> you back the trailer up. Yeah, good. Sometimes we just don't say, yeah, that's me. That's, that, that's me. I, I've got this stuff this morning. I'm sitting on this pile of dung almost. God, please take it. Yes, I will exchange that for your beauty. Walking away thinking, mate, I so ripped him off. I got the best deal. We're like, no, no, we want to hold on to our ash. Why? Because we lose face by sharing with him or with someone that we're going through stuff. And because of that, then we don't get what he wants to give us. How stupid can we be as a people and still breathe? Really, think about it. No way, I'm keeping my ash. I don't want people to know. How shameful would that be? And God says, I've got this beauty for you. I want to turn it all around. You know, when Isaiah said, Father God will give us beauty for ashes, he just knew that we'd be burnt by life's experiences. Because that's what happens. We get burnt by life and the stuff that we go through. But he knew that he could replace that burnout mess with something beautiful. What about an oil of joy instead of mourning? We're going to get the oil of joy instead of our mourning. The reality is that some of our mourning is buried so deep inside of us that the Holy Spirit has to go on a geological dig, yeah? If we're to allow him to do a work. He'll do the digging if we give him access. Yes, here's the license and the permit. You can dig in that place. Thank you. So he's going to dig and he's going to move stuff around on the inside of us till he gets to that place, yeah? And then he pulls it out. Why don't we give him access? Why, why aren't all of us 
totally whole and not partially whole. Daddy wants to see us whole. So will we let him in? Will you let him in? Like deep inside? Are we willing to position ourselves so that Father can do what he has purposed and desired for us from the beginning of time to bring us to wholeness? You know, God wants to give us a garment of praise and, you know, I stopped um, briefly while we were worshipping to share. I think that's why the, the Spirit was getting excited because he's breathed stuff and then we were going in those places while we were just offering stuff to him. But he wants to give us a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair, instead of heaviness. You know, I think all of us have carried heaviness for so long. Inner hurts, depression, dejection, suicidal thoughts, self-pity, sorrow, grief, hopelessness. We carry this stuff, yeah? And, and he's saying, I want to give you a garment of praise instead of that. Because you, you're, you're carrying that. It's like you're wearing that. And so I, I want to give you this garment instead. It's much nicer than the garment that you're wearing. And so this garment of praise, it's a garment of the Spirit that we actually clothe ourselves in. And he gives, us, gives it to us so we don't have to wear the other one. Yeah? And I know sometimes we don't choose to wear the other one. Sometimes for some reason it just feels like that it's been placed on us. But our battle's not against flesh and blood. It's against principalities and power. So we have to understand why it is when we wake some mornings. The enemy's going to use stuff that hasn't yet been dealt with. But God's saying, here's another garment. I want to give you the garment of praise. And so we've got to put it on. But I want you to catch this, because in the Hebrew, the word used for garment was more than just something that gets draped over our shoulders. It literally means to wrap and cover yourself, to completely cover yourselves, to wrap yourselves in the garment of praise. In fact, it's such a wrapping, the garment of praise, that it actually leaves no openings no holes for anything to get through. Yeah? So when we're wearing a garment of praise, nothing can actually get through. No heaviness can actually get into that place. None of that stuff. No dejection, depression, inner hurts, hopelessness, self-pity, sorrow, grief, suicidal, nothing, regardless of what we've been through. If we allow him to give us this garment of praise. But to get the garment of praise, again, I've got to say, thank you, God. Here's my heaviness. Here's why. Here's my experience. Here's what I've been through. This is what I've been feeling. Yes, Holy Spirit, please start, start that geological dig. And let's face it, for some of us, he's got more digging to do, yeah? You can laugh at that. I was just teasing myself because of my Arnold Schwarzenegger body. But we won't get that garment unless we actually let him to get deep, deep inside. And inner healing inside. Not just a yes to Jesus at the front altar. Thank you, I'm saved. Yes, your eternity is assured. But you're not going to experience all that you can. Yeah? Unless you allow God to do a deep work on the inside of you. And I truly believe that Papa wants to bring healing today. To those that are willing to, to step out and begin a journey. You know... Um, It's not, it's not a coincidence that God keeps bringing broken people to his house. It's not a coincidence that God keeps bringing, particularly in our house, people that have been 
and have begun uh, in a healing journey. Some that have been trained. We've got multiple people that have been trained. You know, you go to some churches and they're just, they've got a my rate of missionaries that are going out or they've got a my rate of evangelists or they've got teachers that get asked to speak. You know what we have? I'll tell you what we have here. We, we actually have a my rate of people that have had inner healing training or have been through inner healing themselves. Coincidence? I don't think so. You know, I remember when I first got here, it was the heart was the heart of Ross and Maggie, but I remember old Roy. For those that don't know Roy, Roy is one of the elders here that, that passed away, just a lovely man of God that was in tune with the Spirit. And Roy would always say, this, this is, a, is, is a healing house. Yeah? This house is going to have healing on it. And, and back then, they used to dream about having like, you know, doctor's offices, yeah? And, and having a prayer room. I think God's giving us a clearer picture. It's not so much about the doctor's offices. It's about the healing rooms, yeah? And the different things that people have been through and been trained in, that people will go and see and then will allow the Holy Spirit with the help of others to do that geological dig on the inside of us and he'll start to pull out mourning. He'll start to bring light to darkness. He'll start to bind that broken heart, bringing us to a place, a complete place of total wholeness so then we can go on the journey with the next person that walks through. And then people that visit here will be like, man, what's going on? You guys are just, everyone seems content. Well, of course we are. We're walking in him. We're living in him. He's brought healing to our brokenness. That, I find that really exciting, extraordinary in fact. That some of the connections that we keep making are people that are in that spiritual realm, that inner healing realm. I, I was one of the, Probably not the greatest advocate, the opposite of advocate. Give me a word, I'm just having a blonde moment. Yeah, that's a skeptic, that'll do. Adversary's a little bit tough, I just think. You know, I'm not going to wear that one just yet, but thanks for that. <laughs> but people used to say, you need inner healing, and I would say the cross is enough. The blood of Jesus is enough. That's true. The blood of Jesus is totally enough. But there's still stuff in me that needs to get out that the blood of Jesus wants to get to, yeah? I am healed, amen. I am his child. I am seated in heavenly places. I have the power and spirit of the living God, the fullness of God inside of me. I can pray for the sick and see them. Yes, I can hear, I can see pictures. I can get words of my, yes. But I wake up and I feel sad. Why? Because there's something that still, there's a work that still needs to be done deep inside. Nothing to do with my salvation. And I'm, I'm t oh, I, I don't want to point the finger, but if I was shooting a shotgun, I'd be shooting it like that because I think we are all in that same boat. And if we'd only allow God to get in there to do what he wants to do, just imagine. Man, people would sit with us and be freaking out saying, why aren't you upset with that? Well, because God's taken it. You know, When issues come up, we sit with people. We sit, sit with professionals, sit with those that we trust and we allow them to, and we allow them in so we can walk on a journey so that God can do what he wants to do. That's, that's when this scripture makes sense because it never makes sense. We try to make it make sense. It's almost like fitting that sausage meat into the thing that actually then pushes it out into the sausage skins where we shove this scripture into, into people's lives without understanding how it works. Romans 8.28 And we know that God causes everything to work together for good for those who love God. There are some people that have been through some things that how can that work for good? How can it work for good? 
That's impossible that that situation in my life can work for good. You know what? That can't work for good. It really can't. I don't know why it happened. I'm sorry it happened. I, I can't imagine how you feel. But in that place, you know what God can do? He can bind that. He can heal that. He can release that darkness. He can make it good. All things work together for good. Because then we're totally whole. Then we're walking and talking more like Jesus. Then when people meet us, they're actually saying, this God thing's real. There is no way that they could be who they are without, you know, the, I guess, the intercession of a living God. Yeah? Everything works together for good. Our pain, our heartache, our frustration, you name it. And God can cause all things to work together for good if we let him. If we expose it, if we put our hand up for it, yeah? Because often we just don't. We don't want people to know that we're hurting, that we're sad. We don't, know, we don't want people to know that we're struggling. Because shame has, a, you know, shame has a, a wonderful account to give of itself when time comes at the end of time, yeah? It's time for, I think, a lot of us to face up and let go of the stuff that we've been carrying. Now, there's so many scriptures. He gives power to the weak, strength to the powerless. We have to admit that we're weak. We have to admit that we're powerless. Otherwise, he doesn't give us the strength that we need. It just doesn't come. He's a gentleman. He's just not going to sprinkle you with power, power powder. <laughs> like, he's waiting for you to be honest so he can work in your heart deep inside of us. You know, I love Isaiah 41, 18. Says, I'll make rivers flow on barren heights and springs within the valleys. I'll turn the desert into pools of water and parched ground into springs. And that's an awesome promise. We just have to admit that, hey, God, I'm in a valley right now. I could use that spring, that would be awesome. <laughs> you know, I'm in a desert, a pool of water would be great right now. I'm feeling parched. And I think, again, most of us, if we're to be honest, there are times where we felt like that we're walking through a valley. There are times where we have felt like we're just in a dry season, like we're in a desert. We're still saved. Our eternity is still assured. We're still sons and daughters of the King. Yeah, Our spirit man, spirit woman, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah? But just stuff that God wants to tweak, fix, heal, make whole. In Jesus' name. You know, at times we just need to journey with others. We need to open ourselves up and share the reality of what we're experiencing. Because he'll bring those springs. He'll bring those pools. He will, you know, have water flow in a parched and dry and dying land. Because daddy wants to see us whole. He wants to see me whole and he wants to see you whole. That's the truth of it, yeah? He wants to release us to a generation of people, believers and non-believers, who are holding on to stuff. You know, people whose hearts are so hard, not because they've been bad people, just because they've been burnt by life, yeah? So that we can walk with them and take them on a journey to allow them, you know, to hear and experience the gospel message. Mel and I were chatting about the, one, one of the founders of Elijah House, you know, just a... Uh, another form of, of inner healing and uh, I, I can't think of her name so my apologies but she shares now now you know in her semi-retirement 
as she deals with people, and she shares that as she deals with the non-believer, the unsaved, the non-Christian, as she walks with them to help them on their inner healing journey, it does something in their heart that they then are in a place where they can receive the gospel, where they could never before. Yeah? See, so many, not just unbelievers, but Christians have hard hearts. Not because we're evil, not because we're sinning, yeah? Just because life's burnt us. And so we go into protection mode and we protect ourselves and we don't allow God in to do what God wants to do. And there are people out there that are like that. God can't get in to do what he wants to do. But if we, yeah, we'll go on that journey and allow God to bring us to a place of wholeness where we can walk with others, yeah, we can bring them on that journey. We can actually help the scars of their heart fall off where they can accept Jesus. It's not one size fits all. That's not how the gospel works. I want to finish with this because of the time and the lunch. It's 12 o'clock, so why don't we stand? And my apologies, the ministry time this morning, we're just having a howdy-doody time in the Lord. The more I think about and contemplate Daddy's desire for us, the more I think that be still and know is the centre of our wholeness. But it's because of this. Because he says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. It means to be still in his presence. And I love that when David Tenson was here, because he shared that, I think it was the evening service, where he just shared, um, I don't know what he called it, but it was just about picturing yourself and remembering the moment where you most connected with God, whatever that was for you. He said, picture where it is. How do you feel? What does it smell like? And we just had a moment of reconnecting with the Father, yeah? That's, and that's all he did. He just had us there for 10 or 15 minutes, just in that space, reconnecting with the Father. Now, Mel keeps sharing with me that the more she does that, the easier it becomes. So I trust my wife, so I'll go, I'll go on the same journey. And I, I would agree with her. Even this morning, you know, when I was picturing my heart dancing in a circle, reconnecting with the Father. It's in that place, in his presence, when we're still and we know that it's him, in that place of vulnerability where we say, okay, God, because we, we're safe in that place. We, re, we know what it feels like when we first connected with him, the voice, he, the smell, just everything about it. And it's right there that we say, hey, God, I, I got this stuff that's just, it's just got me walking a bit crooked. I got this stuff that has me swaying. I got this thing that's just knocking me about. But it's in that place of safety, in being still and knowing, knowing that he's God and giving him permission to enter in, to do the work that he wants to do, yeah? So that rather than the waves crashing over us and we feel like we're sinking, yeah? And we're wrinkled and washed up and we're finished. He's just there very gently to lift us up out of that, yeah? And then he gives us the oil of joy. The oil was, was all about putting it on your face because when they were in mourning they wouldn't wear makeup or anything the oil of joy was all about spreading the oil over your face so it could be seen garment of praise was about wrapping you so nothing could get in god wants to lift us up out of that place so that we can experience the oil of joy in the garment of praise and it's there there that we open up there that we're honest and it's there that we bring the darkness to the light because you know hey we are the light of the world why are we the light of the world why, why are we that well because he's inside of us yeah because of him. So it's in that place where we reconnect with him that we bring the darkness to the light of the world.
and he gets rid of the darkness in that place where we allow him to do that geological dig. You know, ask yourself just for a moment, close your eyes and ask yourself this question or even just, I want you to picture this more so than a question. Can you imagine a world where Christians have been healed completely? Completely. Not just saved, but completely healed from the inside out. That's his desire for us all, isn't it? That's why at the end of Isaiah 61 in verse 3, he says, They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display, for the display, for the display of his splendor. When we go through that scripture, when he gives us the oil of joy and the garment of praise, and when he's doing all of that, if we're to be honest and allow him to do that, we're then in a position where he plants us in such a way that we are now on display for his splendor because he gets the glory, amen? (laughs) So I think church today, Philippians 4.19 needs to be real for us and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. There are days sometimes daily, where we don't feel like our needs have been met. There are days where I have needs, (laughs) not just coffee, greater than that. But this says, my God will meet all my needs. My God will meet all your needs. He 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 will meet all your needs. All your needs. Your family that's broken, all your needs. The hurt that you feel, all your needs. The frush, all your needs. The anger, all your needs. He will meet all your needs. He just does. It's who he is. He wants to get deep inside of us so that he can do that right down on the inside. There is promises. He longs for you and for me to be whole. So let's believe for that, amen? I want to pray. There's a whole bunch of stuff and I won't get into it, but I I, I want us as a church to grab hold of this idea of of a healing, an inner healing for ourselves, for you. I I want you to, to think about it, to contemplate it. For those that never have, it's not your salvation. It's about bringing yourself to a place of wholeness so you never have those moments. Or when you do have those moments... You know what to do with them. You understand where you can take them. Shame's not going to prevent you or stop you, but you'll bring them to the foot of the cross with him in that place where you still know that he is God so that he can just deal with it, that he can take it away, yeah? Because that's who we are. We are more than conquerors. We have to conquer something, yeah? We are his chosen ones, even as messed up as some of us are. We just have to let go of some of the ash some of the mourning, some of the darkness. We need to let him get into where we never have before, amen? And that means letting people in sometimes. Anyway, let's just pray. Let's have a lunch. If anybody would love to talk or need prayer, I'll be here. For those that need to go out the back already, I think they'll be ready by 12.30. But I want you to deeply consider the mandate on this house is to engage with our God, his church and his people. We are a healing house. We are a church that's going to be full of healing and it's going to be spiritual healing. 
Should we have doctors here one day? Who knows? If they pay the rent, I'm happy to have them. Yeah? But I believe God's going to do a work in the spirit. And it just won't be through one person or two people, but it'll be through a multitude of people because we believe in the ministry of the body of believers. Amen? So let's pray. Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Lord, for who you are. I thank you that you're always patient with us, even when I speak too long. Father, I thank you, Lord, that we are the apple of your eye. We are your favourites. And Lord God, we thank you that your longing is for us to be totally whole. So as a church, Father, I just pray that you continue to do a work. Lord, I pray that we would have courage that will well up on the inside. Lord God, that we would have the tenacity to be able to sit with you and sit with others, to allow you, Lord God, to do the work that you want to do that we might be whole that you would take away our pain, our heartache, our frustration, our yucky experiences, our ash, our mourning, the stuff that shouldn't be there, the stuff that separates us from you, the stuff that ha has us feeling doubt, Lord, shame, all of that. Lord God, I know that you want it. We want to give it to you. So Father, I just pray that you would continually equip us to be able to do that, that you would give us the strength in our weakness, Lord God that we might be able to do that and do that well, that we truly would be the light of the hill, Lord God, the salt of the earth, that when people come to us, they would discover not just, not just a God that loves them, that wants them saved, as in not going to, to hell, but a, a God that loves them so much that wants a relationship with them. And Father, a God that loves them so much that wants to see them whole in their original design, Father God, <laughs> in your purpose. So we thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your son. We thank you for all you've done. We thank you for the river that's here. We bless you. We exalt you. We give you all the glory. And all the people said, Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Enjoy the lunch in Jesus' name. <laughs> the, par the parkers are here somewhere. Yep, yep, you are. Can you come forward? These guys have been in and out of our house as they've been trying to uh, drum up some support for their trip overseas as missionaries. And this is their last Sunday here. Um, I found that out this morning. It's not due to bad planning on my part in Jesus' name. But we want to pray for them and their trip, yeah? Because when you leave the 5th? 11th. I was close. I was out by a week. So um, for anyone that wants to pray for them, I'm going to ask you to come and pray for them. If there's anyone, the prophetic people that have done the training, if you've got a picture, I want you to come and share it with them. Is that okay? Does anyone, Trev, do you want to lead the prayer? Or even Ben, do you want to lead the prayer? Dan, friends, let's pray for these guys that when they make it over there, that God will do all that he can, that he will protect them and keep them and open doors that they truly would be the light, that people would see the wholeness in them and desire that. Amen? Amen. Cool. All right. Who wants to lead this prayer? Thanks, Karen. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we offer this family to you as um, a glorious sacrifice and a glorious ambassadorship um, to the missionary field. Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit would rest heavily upon them, that you would strengthen their innermost man, that they would be certain of their vision 
and um, that uh, they have their vision lifted as to what you would achieve um, in their plans for the future. I just pray that your angels would come and minister to them and go before them and protect them and clear the way. And um, I denounce all things that would want to raise up as weapons or things to come against the purposes and will of God to be brought down by the name of Jesus. And we lift up the banner of Jesus over this family. And we thank you for everything that that um, represents, Father, provision and safety and love and unity and um, divine engagements and appointments. Father, we offer them into your hands and we thank you that your other hand comes over them and guards them and protects them. We just pray um, for the children that they would find their place in this, that um, schools and mentors and friends would be provided for them. And I pray that your spirit of unity would work um, to and fro between Jen and uh, Scott and um, that they would be drawn together in holy bonds, that they would share the vision and that they would rejoice in the victories. And we proclaim life over them, Lord. We proclaim fulfillment of promises and fulfillment of dreams. We thank you and praise you for their um, willingness to serve you and walk with them. And we ask that you would stir our hearts in um, providing spiritual and um, prayerful support and financial support, Lord, that you would call to our hearts and that every need would be met. And we just ask that you would receive all the glory and praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Anyone got a picture, a word? I've been sharing with the church the last couple of weeks. Every once in a while, God gives me a picture of uh, somebody or something. And um, maybe it's the, the boy in me. And I often see superheroes and stuff like that. Anyway, just as we were praying, I'm thinking, God, what picture do you, do you have? And I've never thought this before. It just popped into my head. But do you remember the cartoon? Um, is it The Invincibles or Incredibles? What is it? You know the one? Yeah, with the dad slightly overweight. Do you remember that one? Yeah, that one. That's the one. Yeah. But what I love was the fact that it was the family unity, the, the family unit together. It wasn't just the mum or dad who had these superpowers that were fighting evil. That was once upon a time. But in that new season, even the kids got involved, yeah? And one was super fast and one had the invisible powers and all, all that. Remember that? That was just, what a great, oh, if you haven't seen the cartoon, you've got to see it. But um, that was a picture I got. So I want to speak that life over you because it's the family unit together that's going to have an impact where you're going, amen? I want to confirm that, um, you know, before you started speaking, Andrew, I was actually seeing the strength in the children and it was like a picture of what the Lord was going to do in and through the children as well as the parents. Um, and I think that we're going to be surprised. I think we're going to be delighted at what God will do through all of you, that your children are as arrows going forth and that they will be instrumental in in some of the things that happen for you as a family, that they will be instrumental in building relationships, they will be instrumental in finding ways of interacting and establishing yourself in the society. I just want to echo that. Very Christian of me to say that. <laughs> um, I had the same sense... And in fact, Raya um, is a seer. She was actually seeing angels this morning in the house. And, and I just want to um, encourage 
them as parents, that God has completely got them and he has their own journey for them and their own anointing. And um, I just, yeah, I just want to support you guys in, in knowing that's the word of the Lord. Yeah. Amen. So, are you guys hanging around for the lunch or are you bolting? Staying? So, for those that are staying for the lunch, if you want to know more of where they're going, for those that don't know the story, just come up and introduce yourselves. If you're in a position and you have the capacity to be able to support them financially, you can ask them about that too. Is that okay? Other than that, enjoy the lunch. Enjoy the Sunday in Jesus' name. Amen.